For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. All right, next up, Ole Miss and Tulane. That kicks off at 2.30 Central. You can catch that on ESPN2, which seems like that should be a better TV game than this for this. Uh, that game will be in New Orleans over under of 61, which feels a little low to me. Ole Miss is a six-and-a-half-point road favorite. That makes for an implied final of 34-27 to 27 in Ole Miss's favor. ESPN's FPI favors Ole Miss by 11. And let me pull up the other ones. I just put those in this afternoon. Okay. Um, SP Plus has got Ole Miss by six. Sagarin has got Ole Miss by 12. Let's start when Ole Miss has got the ball. Uh, look, this offense, its bread was allegedly going to be buttered on Quinshawn Judkins. Ole Miss, a very pedestrian, 4.3 yards per rushing play in its opener against Mercer. Guess what? That mattered none because Ole Miss threw it for nearly 13 t- yards every time it tried to pass. Uh, Tulane's defense was pretty good against a good South Alabama team last week, averaging four yards a rushing play and four and a half per passing play. We, we kind of think of offense with Tulane, uh, but last week its defense was pretty good too. Yeah, Tulane uh, is a just a well-coached football team uh, by Willie Fritz there, and they're coming off, you know, a trip to the Cotton Bowl where they beat USC. They they have a senior or a experienced quarterback there, Michael Pratt. Uh, yeah, he is a senior, and you know I didn't want to misspeak there, but he's a guy that's been around. He's played in big time ball. I'll get into their offense. What I saw with him, watched all the all twenty two of Tulane. I watched all twenty two of Ole Miss. So I'll get into some keys there. But this is a fantastic quarterback matchup, and there's a reason that normally I knock AP top 25 because I think it's just voted on by a bunch of sheep that have no idea what they're voting on half the time. Um, and they just, they just go ahead and pick things because what they see in a magazine or something like that. Don't the fact that Clemson is still ranked in the top 25 tells you all you need to know after that debacle last night. Um, but Tulane is a good football team. They're worthy of their ranking and Ole Miss might should even be a little bit higher after what we saw. I know it was Mercer, but Hey, two teams, with momentum, two teams that have a lot of excitement coming into the year, two teams that have really good quarterback play, and we'll talk about that as we get into it, Chris. Yeah, don't be a sheep. Um, yeah, Ole Miss, I think the thing that impressed me last week was just how many targets Ole Miss found. And and still, Franklin still, I don't think, is healthy. Uh, Caleb Priestcorn, their transfer tight end from Memphis, I don't think played. I'll, I'll double-check that as I've got the box score in front of me. Uh, of course, we know about what Harris did. He caught, what, three touchdowns in the first four minutes? Did Trey Harris four for the game? Yeah, Priest Corn's not on here. Judkins was 13 for 62 rushing or 13 for 60. They still score 73. And I, I get it's Mercer, but scoring 73 against anybody right now is hard to do with the new clock rules. I, I was just blown away with how good that offense was last week. Yeah, they were they were crisp. Uh, you're t- so – you know, when you have Jackson Dart and what he's able to do in terms of hitting guys 
throwing them open. Okay, that's not something Jackson Dart was just throwing kind of to a spot in a general direction last year. It seemed like he wasn't he was just trying to get his legs under him in the SEC. But my goodness, what I saw on, on Trey Harris's first touchdown, if you go back and look at the all 22, he's running a glance route, which is what is a, a like a deep skinny post, almost between a slant and a, and a skinny post there. And Jackson Dart sees the corner that's playing over top of him leak inside on the leverage and the ability to throw it to his back shoulder with Trey Harris running in and the cohesion between those two in the first game, their first ever game playing together for Harris to be able to stop catching on his back shoulder, spin out of it and run for a touchdown. Super impressive. He also hit some back shoulder throws along the sideline to different guys. I thought Jackson Dart was doing some great things. Uh, out there in game one uh so a lot to be excited about but they didn't even have to really get quinshaw junkins uh going but we know that he can and that will be the key to this is okay how much how many resources does tulane commit to the box defensively to stop quinshaw judkins if they can do it with six or less consistently and and not have to you know drop a seventh guy down into the box get a safety involved then that way they'll be able to try to keep their numbers game better in the past game against Ole Miss. Um, but I think, to your point, they found some weapons there. We know what Watkins can do. We know what Dade has done there, what uh, Dayton, Dayton Wade has done in the past for Ole Miss. But now to have Trey Harris there uh, and add it into the mix on top of Spencer uh, – not Spencer, sorry. Uh, Spencer Saunders is the backup quarterback. Jackson Dart's legs – with Quinshaw Junkins, what he's able to do with his own legs, and now the added dimension of accuracy in his past game, I was really impressed by Ole Miss and what they did offensively. I think the question is, can Ole Miss get stops? It did against Mercer. It, it didn't, for the most part, against good teams a year ago. Um, pretty good in the opener. Um, we've said something to upset Oreo. He's pretty fired up about this. Well, Chris, but, Chris Taylor made a comment on uh, right here. Chris, uh, thank you for joining, buddy. He's a, he's a, he's a, he's a pal. He's been, been around in my stuff for a while here, but uh, we, we appreciate Chris joining. Lane Kiffin made the comment after Mercer scored early on in the game. They asked him what he said, and, and uh, Kiffin said, we paid you a lot of money here uh, to get here, Pete. That is not what we're expecting when Mercer ripped off a big, big score there. So he, he said that in the post game, Chris press conference so pete golding for sure uh he lane's not going to tolerate any of that so he's got to he's got to get it ramped up here against a very good two-lane team is that chris taylor of the la dodgers no nah, a little little no. bit different chris taylor this man if you need some insurance done chris taylor can help you out over there ah, he's, he's well, a good I guy i wouldn't expect him to show up with two braves fans doing this podcast after this last weekend but that, that's another podcast we could do um yeah seriously Ole miss i mean look Tulane's offense under Michael Pratt, that, that's a kid that could have probably transferred anywhere in the country, chose to stay for Willie Fritz and Tulane. Uh, how, how do you handle him if you're Pete Golding and Ole Miss? All right, so here's the thing. You know that you trust a quarterback when you open up the game in empty you let him see the coverage, walk up to the line of scrimmage. He checks to his receiver, says, hey, we got cover one up here. I know I've got man coverage. He checks the route to a man beater and, and throws a perfect dime down the sideline just in time to beat that, that cover one safety that comes across. That's what Michael Pratt did, and he'll do that kind of stuff all night. Also, Tulane, 
runs some razzle-dazzle type stuff, some reverse pass type stuff that Michael Pratt uh, came around and hit a 48-yard touchdown pass to. They are not a team to be you know, played with when it comes around on the receiving front. They have two guys uh, in Jaquan Jackson and Lawrence Keys that are deep play threats and guys that you cannot afford to get burnt by. Here's the thing, Chris, you know, Mercer did not, you know, really test Ole Miss a lot. They've got a bunch of transfer guys, John Baptiste, Montgomery, Anthony, Gaddy Jr., Saunders Jr., all these guys that have transferred into that Pete Golding defense. How do they all come together and what are we going to see when there is some adversity? Because there will be times of adversity against a good team down there in New Orleans. So I'm excited to see that element of it as much as I am anything. How does Pete Golding and that defense respond to adversity when Michael Pratt and those talented receivers and the physical offensive line of Tulane uh, get a little bit momentum at going at some point in the game? Because they will at some point. And how does Ole Miss respond? Another thing, and I'm, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm try, I've had the Oreo mute on here. I'm, I'm trying to sort that. I think Tulane got a few turnovers in that one against South Florida last week too. That that's one of those things to watch. And I think Ole Miss is going to win this game. But if Tulane can put up a crooked number in the score, the you know, turn, uh, it's about six and a half. Tulane got two picks last week and three three fumble recoveries. Uh, now Ole Miss yeah. is not going to turn it over five times, but Worth the mention there, given given what I mean, I, I I thought that South Alabama would win that game last week, and I don't follow either team closely, but USA won what ten games a year ago. So to oh, yeah. see, no, I I didn't. I I thought Tulane was I thought Tulane was going. I I, I knew Tulane was going to win, but I was impressed with how they handled uh, South Alabama. South Alabama is a dynamic team across the front. They've got really good athletes. So the way that they were able to handle that and Michael Pratt and his his calmness, I think this is going to be a tight game, probably a field goal either way. I really do because I mm. think Tulane is really that good of a ball club under Willie Fritz. I'll go with Ole Miss to win this one late in the fourth quarter, get Quinshot Judkins going and kind of lean on Tulane late. Um but, man, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Green Wave won this game. I really wouldn't. Yeah, w one reservation I have about Tulane is its star running back from a year ago is now playing ball in, in my hometown of, of Nashville for the Titans. So there's that, too. But, um, hey, oh, team, really team didn't seem to miss a beat a week ago. I'm, I'm probably sleeping on Tulane too much at my peril. I, I just loved what Ole Miss did last week. Yes, it's Mercer but just how many weapons it's got it, scoring 73 points with, with just a very pedestrian day from Quinshawn Judkins is, is just amazing. I'm, I'm going to take Ole Miss by about 10 in this one. Ooh. All right. We'll see. I got, I got two lane covering, but Ole Miss winning. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early. So everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.